Hello and welcome to the She I Am podcast. My name is Estelle. I am your host and founder of She I Am. We believe that the body, soul, and mind is our collective non negotiable. And as we work on each of these, we have recognized and realized that the people around us are a reflection of our inner being, just as we reflect onto them. We cover all topics relating to body, soul, and mind. So sit back and relax. And of course, we always welcome and offer feedback. Thank you for listening. Welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to have you here and I just thank you for taking the time out of your world to listen and tune into mine. Today we are going to be covering the body and in particular um, talking about chemical stress. So I was inspired by this um, from a documentary called Heal that is available on the app called Gaia. And in this documentary, they talk about the ultimate cause of illness is stress. And in particular, they cover three types of stress, which is the physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. So today we are going to be focusing on chemical stress. A little bit about me. Um, I've always been into health. My perception of health and my reasoning for focusing on it has just changed and transformed as I have changed and transformed throughout my life. So when I was a kid and early teens, early adulthood, um, anything that had to do with health was more so for the purpose of competitive sports. When I hit 21, I fell pregnant to a beautiful baby girl and health then transformed for me to live the best life that I can to be happy, healthy, and thriving for her and to research into absolutely everything um, to give her the best opportunity that she can have. So any mamas out there know that when you become a mum, you doctor Google everything and all of these things that you never thought of before um, start to pop up in your mind and you need to find out the why of everything. So that's always fun. (laughs) Currently, I am studying to be an integrative health practitioner I came across Dr. Stephen Cabral and fell in love with his work and his teachings. So I'm going through his course currently and a lot of the research and things that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast comes from him. So jumping into chemical stress, I'm going to cover three main points today. So we're going to talk about disease and taking the perspective from Dr. Stephen Cabral because I think it can be so liberating. We're going to jump into talking about chemicals in particular three, and we're going to then be talking about detox protocols. So the first one, I obviously live in Australia, and for a long time I had the perception that Australia was just, you know, top of the line ranked around the world for health, that we just have amazing things here. Well, according to the World Health Organization, for our overall quality of health, Um, Australia is actually ranked number 32. So for me, number 32 isn't that high up. So my stress levels became a bit elevated when I read this and I guess inspired 
me to continue to keep researching into this and created more of an importance for it. So Dr. Stephen Cabral, when he talks about disease, he makes a mention that you are not your disease, that your disease is a label on a collection of symptoms. So when you have something that's present in your body and you have all these symptoms and you go to the doctor or you go to the hospital, their role is to create a name for your collection of diseases. So they sort of put, you know, a rubber band around everything so that they best know how to treat it. When you actually look at diseases, a lot of them come from root causes. So root causes are things like immune imbalance, inflammatory imbalance, toxic chemicals, um, digestive imbalances. And for example, these root causes can look in the body and present itself as diseases such as diabetes, cancer, arthritis, thyroid problems. So when you go to a doctor, um, they are going to be looking at these diseases. They're going to be looking at, say, the arthritis or the thyroid problems and won't necessarily always go down to the root cause. They're just going to try and fix and heal this rubber band term that they've been taught. The way that he, which obviously I can't show you on a podcast, and if anyone knows me, I'm really using my hands as I try to explain this. I'm a very visionary person. Um, But the way that Dr. Stephen Cabral presents this information is like a tree. So root causes obviously is the root. It's the trunk of the tree that goes down into the ground. And then that is the root causes, the underlying factors that when you go up the tree and have the branches and the leaves present itself as the symptoms. And when you go to doctors or those sorts of things, they're just going to be looking at the leaves and the branches. Sometimes you can get amazing doctors that go down to the root cause. So jumping in to the chemicals, the first one that I want to talk about is heavy metal toxicity. 99.9% of people, if you have never looked into this, I can guarantee you that you're going to have some sort of level of heavy metal toxicity. And this is one of the most overlooked causes for disease. Um, This includes neurological diseases and disorders and reproductive problems. There's even studies and research that has found um, even down to a newborn baby's umbilical cord that there are signs of heavy metals in there. Um, So everyone would fall shy of poisonous if they were tested for heavy metals. And heavy metals wreak havoc on a cellular level, causing massive inflammation as well as triggering autoimmune reactions and disease to follow. So basically, if you think of heavy metals and you think of what happens when you get rust in a pipe, that's what happens to our body. So heavy metals literally rot our bodies from the inside out. If you're thinking, how do I know if I have heavy metal toxicity, what does that look like in my body? Well, common symptoms, so common symptoms that present itself from the root cause of heavy metal toxicity include fatigue, joint pain, muscle weakness, um, poor mood, learning disabilities, digestive issues, reproductive issues, nausea, cramping, dizziness, headaches. All of these common symptoms um, can come down from the root cause of having a heavy metal toxicity. 
So what is the heavy metals that can cause us to have all these toxins in our body? I'll cover just a couple because obviously there are a lot. Um, But the first one is aluminium. So around our household, if you think of absolutely everything, think of chemicals you put in your skin, where you get your food from, um, the water that you drink, where you work, things that you touch, um, tools that you use, the air that you breathe, heavy metals are present in everything. Um, So for aluminium, it's common for them to pop up in deodorant, cosmetics, tap water, cookware, vaccines, and dental work. Um, Another heavy metal that comes up, and I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong, is cadmium. Um, and that's present in the soil, nail polish, plastics, and pesticides. This one is a huge one that has a direct link to cancer. So dealing with, um, let's just say you have a job or you like to garden and you're constantly dealing with soil that has cadmium in it. Um, obviously, our skin is our biggest organ, so you're going to be absorbing that into your body. Um, nail polish, plastics, pesticides, all of those are present and common just around the household. Another heavy metal is lead. Um, So lead is present in pipes, toys, some cosmetics and craft items. I obviously as a mother was completely horrified when I learned that it is quite common for toys that the babies use to have lead and heavy metals in them that can be actually quite toxic for them. Um, I always thought that when you put, you know, a logo or you sell a toy in a baby shop that it has to come with some sort of standard and testing, right? And in some aspects it does. However, there is a limit of what's allowed um, to be present in these toys. So for me, that was just horrifying and started my whole research rampage to find out what was safe. Um, Lastly, the heavy metal that we're going to speak about is called bromines. Um, bromines is common in pools, water, medicines, and processed foods. Something that I was astounded with this is I used to do competitive swimming growing up from when I was eight to when I was about 18. And we would swim, I think we'd spend almost more time in the water than you would outside. Um, so doing, you know, 10 to hour sessions in the water a week and common things and symptoms that I found out, which was from bromines, I can definitely relate to after being in the pool for a long time. And that is skin irritations, eye irritations, and throat issues. Um, Something that was common with swimmers when talking about being in chlorine was to drink a lot of milk because milk creates a coating coating and mucus uh, around your throat and nose. And it means that when you're in the pool all the time, it won't dry it out as quick. And something that I found as well um, when I was in the pool a lot was that I did have symptoms and um, was diagnosed with asthma. So I had to take a puffer. Whereas now not being in a pool so much and not doing, um, you know, those types of activities and being exposed to that, I actually don't need a puffer and I don't have any sort of respiratory illnesses or troubles, uh, which was very interesting to me. So the next thing that we're going to talk about in regards to chemical stress is synthetic foods. So 30 to 50 tons of food in our lifetime is what we consume. 
So in our lifetime, we will consume 30 to 50 tons of food. Imagine the buildup in our bodies, right? I know that we like to think of our bodies as these, you know, well-oiled machines, which in a way that they are. However, how often do we spend actually cleaning these machines? How often do we think of actually going on a detox or giving our body a break? Um, There is only so much that our liver and kidneys can process with today's day and age, with synthetic foods, the heavy metals that we've just gone through and what we will continue to go through. There's only so much that your liver and kidneys can actually detox out of your body before it needs a break and it needs a little bit of assistance. So a common synthetic food is GMO foods. So GMO foods, they are newly engineered foods with no health benefit. I repeat, no health benefit. So GMO foods, you know, there's supply and demand. People in labs think, hey, let's do a little science experiment on this and see if it works. So for example, watermelon without seeds, seedless watermelon. Watermelons naturally have seeds and should have seeds. That's how they grow, they reproduce, and they continue the life cycle. Watermelons without seed is a type of GMO food. Corn is a type of GMO food. Once you start researching into this, it would just be astounding. Um, But common things that are made in labs are things like canola oil, corn, and fake soy. Um, There's obviously a new health trend. I am on this bandwagon having been vegetarian, mainly vegan, for six years. But there is a new health trend with soy milk. Unfortunately, soy is a very, very common um, GMO food and it's also covered in pesticides, herbicides and all of that. So if you're not actually looking at the origin of the soy, you could be doing way more damage to your body than doing good. Something else in regards to foods that we have to be aware of is hormones. Um, So hormones are found in the majority of the meat and dairy. Meat and dairy, um, meat including chicken and poultry and fish is pumped full of hormones. Basically, this comes down to supply and demand. So we demand more meat and chicken nuggies. Uh, So basically, the farmers have to ensure that these animals grow quickly, right? So they're going to pump them full of hormones allow them to get nice and fat and plump and grow quickly in order to meet the demand. Uh, These hormones, when you are consuming them into your body, into your vessel, we are what we eat, right? So you are consuming these hormones. Your body is then taking these hormones in and it is completely stuffing up our own system and causing a massive chemical stress in our body. Something else that's common in foods is obviously preservatives. Um, I was actually, whenever I think of preservatives, I think of like lollies and chocolate. I think of those confectionery items. I don't know if this is just me, but I was shocked to see that preservatives are also very heavily found in meat and other foods to present that, to prevent discoloring, rotting and extend the shelf life. So I'm sure now, thanks to Instagram and TikToks and all of that, we have all come across seeing these images and videos of meat that's discolored. Let's just say you 
going for ribs or a rump steak. And obviously when, you know, the animal is, is killed, it starts to decompose and it starts to discolor. It starts to turn brown. It doesn't look as fresh. So injecting this with preservatives to keep the coloring or keep it from changing shape or showing that it's aged is very common. Um, a big thing to look out for when you are purchasing packet food is to look out for the numbers. Numbers are preservatives and numbers are toxic. They create a massive load of chemical stress on our body and storing that chemical stress in our body as we've just been through can present as illnesses and diseases. Um, preservatives have had a direct link to cancer in lab animals, bowel issues, asthma, allergic reactions, neurological disorders, um, Neurological disorders was a huge one and something that I only recently came to find. So a preservative that is linked to neurological disorders is aspartame. That is found in chewing gum. Chewing gum, um, Lipton iced teas, there's some drinks. A lot of them have this chemical in it and it is greatly linked to neurological disorders, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, all of those deteriorating of the brain, when you have enough of this stored inside your body, that's what it attacks first, which I found extremely scary. Um, basically, in terms of preservatives, hormones, GMOs, when we're talking about all of these types of things that are found in foods, fresh is best. Getting fresh, organic as much as you can is going to ensure that you are giving your body a lifeboat <laughs> and you're ensuring that you're giving it as less chemical stress as you possibly can. Um, the last one in relation to synthetic foods is pesticides. One thing that I found shocking in regards to pesticides is when you spray foods, let's just say fruit and veggies with pesticides, it stays in the soil for years and years and years later. Um, so that's why we see effects of this in produce years later after, you know, things were grown and then they were removed and the soils upturned and all of those sorts of farming and agricultural things that happen, um, that the pesticides can still be found in the soil for years later. So think about if you've got produce that is coming from these areas that they're not thinking about these and they're continuously spraying their produce with pesticides that build up of that in the soil that you're not only getting the pesticides from this current crop but you're getting it from you know all the generations that have just passed through pesticides are yeah you know I'm just I keep saying that I'm shocked to find this out but I just really was and this is another one that I was shocked to find out do you know how pesticides actually work I didn't. I had no idea. I just thought it works like bug spray. That's as far as my cognitive thinking went, right? So you just spray it on a bug and it drops dead and that's it. Pesticides actually work by killing the nervous system, killing the nervous system of the bugs, right? It goes in and attacks that. Think about what that's going to do to us if we eat foods with pesticides, and how society right now, yes, because things are happening around the world that is crazy, but how our nervous systems are so hardwired. I don't know. Could it be a link? Hmm. 
things that um, long-term effects of pesticides are cancer, birth defects, and ADHD. Um, So all of these types of things overload our liver and stops our body's ability to detoxify. So that's what I was saying about the liver and kidney breaking up all the toxins in our body. That's our body's natural way of detoxifying. Our beautiful, beautiful bodies are working 24-7 to try and detoxify ourselves and try to keep us at our optimal levels of health. Um, so I guess the littlest thing that we can do is try to help them out and, and educate ourselves of what we're putting in our mouths, right? Um, a funny story relating to all of these synthetic foods before we move on to the next um, dot point, as we say, is that when I was working, so I worked for seven years in early childhood education. And when I was working closely with a child, a young child that was about four, three, four, um, we found that this child would have some days just absolutely crazy mood swings and would be really inconsolable. You know, the poor child looked like they were dealing with a mental battle as well as a physical battle, just having all this energy, not being able to express their emotions and just having these absolute massive meltdowns. And the mother who was amazing went through beyond, you know, heaven and hell to try and find out how best they could help this child. And the thing that came back was there's a coloring. It's, I think it was the red and blue coloring um, that is found in some foods. What we were seeing in the child was actually a reaction to that. So one common thing was like fruit loops. This chemical was found in fruit loops. So if this child had fruit loops in the morning, there was going to be a write-off for the day, inconsolable write-off um, in lollies and M&Ms, things like that. So when this was cut out of the child's diet, completely different child, calm, um, attentive, was able to concentrate, listened, was able to express their emotions. It was just a, it was just a completely different child. So the next thing that we're going to go into is household chemicals. This is another crazy, crazy fact. So there was 232 toxic chemicals that were found in an umbilical cord blood for newborns. Newborns, right? And this study was done in the USA. And we think, oh, US, you know, Australia is a thousand times better than them. We've got all these amazing health standards, everything like that. So if you remember the statistic that I started this podcast with, we are ranked number 32 on the World Health Organization ranking. Um, The US is 37, Mm -hmm. just 37, not that much under us. And there was 232 toxic chemicals that were found in the umbilical cord of newborns, which was for me just absolutely crazy. Um, household chemicals include, I probably don't have to go through the exhaustive list, but things like, you know, your hand soaps, your dishwashing liquid, um, the liquids that you wash your clothes with, sprays, perfumes, candles, um, basically any household item that has a scent or has a purpose usually has some sort of chemical in it, right? 
crazy, 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 scary stuff. However, you do not need to be afraid at all. The best place to start is just to start, right? And I am sure that if anyone listening is a mum or an auntie or has a phone and has access to the internet, is aware of some of the things that I have spoken about, right? Okay, so what can we do in our bodies to help eliminate all of this chemical stress or at least reduce it, right? So the first thing is a word of caution that if you think of toxins, they can just make you as sick, if not more sick, leaving your body than when they come into your body. So what happens is um, when your body is working through all of these toxins and breaking up the toxins from the nutrients, if you don't have enough nutrients in your body for it to work through and I guess, eliminate the toxins, it will store it in your body. And nine times out of 10, this is stored in your fat cells. So it stores it in there. Um, That can become present in your skin. It looks like cellulite or it is cellulite. It shows that there are a lot of toxins in your fat stores. Um, And what's going to happen is once you start giving your body enough nutrients and you support your system, it will then start taking it from there and breaking it up. If you do feel that you have a very heavy metal toxicity, my word of advice is to go and see a naturopath or an Ayurvedic practitioner, someone that can really help remove the heavy metals nice and slowly without causing more damage to your body. So basically, if we look at what we can do in two, uh, I guess, two ways, the first one is elimination and the second one is support. So when we look at elimination, we want to get rid of all the chemicals that we're putting in our body. Um, Now this, if you've never looked at it before, it can be really overwhelming. So let's just start. Firstly, the water that you drink. Fluoride is present in a lot of tap waters that's so detrimental to your health, as well as having, um, you know, metals from the pipes and things like that. So getting a nice spring water looking at the process of where you get it from. Um, One of the waters that I rave about is called a purea. Purea water you can get from Woolworths, from Coles, um, and that's got none of the fluoride or the toxins in it. It's natural spring water, and that is something that you can start doing to support your body is just making sure that you drink and use that type of water. Um, The second thing is looking at your toothpaste and deodorants. So toothpaste has fluoride in it and a lot of chemicals. It's crazy. There's usually a warning sign on toothpaste, even, you know, Colgate children's one to say that you should not be swallowing the toothpaste. And if you do, you need to actually contact a poisons center and a poisons number. So think of a a child that's trying to brush their teeth for the first time, right? They're not always going to know not to swallow it. It's just kind of inevitable. Um, But on the packet, it warns that if you do, you should be causing the poison center. So looking for a natural toothpaste, Woolworths, Coles, all major supermarkets have them. There's brands like Grant's, um, all those types of brands that are just natural types they've usually got like eucalyptus and things like that in them um, that are great to to clean your teeth but not adding in extra fluoride the other thing with deodorant and changing to a natural deodorant should be the most first and foremost thing that you do if you haven't already because what's actually happening is the area that you put on the deodorant is um, over one of your lymph nodes one of your biggest lymph node glands and that's something that regulates your body and keeps you healthy So that's getting straight away absorbed on top of those glands. Um, So once again, natural deodorants can be found in a lot of different places. 
Um, the other thing is to eliminate in terms of elimination is to look at your skin products. So look at the creams you're putting on your face, um, how you're washing your face and your body, body wash, all of those sorts of things. Um, the next one is perfume. Perfume is hard because we like to smell nice, right? It's part of human capacity to want to smell nice and feel good. Um, there are a lot of natural oil-based perfumes out there that you can use. My um, biggest word of advice, obviously, if you've just bought a new Chanel, you're not going to chuck it out because it's toxic because you've spent so much money on it. But ensure that you are just putting it, if you need to really use it, on your clothes. Don't actually spray it directly on your skin. And the next one is to look at foods. Um, so we can all start this from today onwards, making sure you're eating fresh produce, mainly plant-based. And what I mean by mainly plant-based is just going back to simple basics. Every meal that you have, ensure that you have your clean protein, you have your good fats, and at least half of your plate or half of whatever you're eating is those plant-based veggies. So you've got your leafy greens, um, you know, eating the rainbow type of thing, making sure that you're you're consuming half of your meals is vegetables and consuming a lot of nice fresh fruit, fruit that is in season, making sure that you only eat fruits that are in season. So that's where you can start from today onwards in terms of elimination. The next one is support. So what we want to do is support our bodies. As we've mentioned, they are 24-7 constantly detoxing. It's a part of our, our body's biology. Um, so what we want to do is give them enough minerals, vitamins, and nutrients so that they have the power and the support on all your organs to start breaking up those toxins. One of the ways of doing that is in regards to supplements. Now, I am a big believer in supplements, but I am also a big believer that supplements should not be a forever thing. If you are having to take supplements for a long time, let's say, for instance, you're taking iron nonstop, then there is an underlying root cause of why your body isn't you know, absorbing the iron and storing the iron correctly. And this is something that should be looked at. So I'm going to talk about my top three supplements that I use all year round, um, not all the time, but when I know that I need a little bit of a detox or my body needs that extra support. So the first one is chlorophyll. Um, chlorophyll has become a TikTok craze, so it should. Chlorophyll is amazing. Um, so chlorophyll helps with the blood building in your body. It helps with skin healing. Now, the way that it helps and supports your body is it reduces the production of gas and toxin in your digestive tract. So it sort of does like a barrier and a clean in your digestive tract. And that ultimately is going to protect your liver. So when you look at skin irritations and, and if you're getting dullness of skin or you're getting pimples or redness, that is usually a really good indication of your liver. Um, that that's not functioning at its optimal levels and chlorophyll can really help that. It really helps your blood. The other one that I absolutely love and taking for years is spirulina. Spirulina, if you can buy it in its most natural form that hasn't been overproduced, um, one of the ways that I do that is there's a natural health shop and I get it's a Hawaiian brand. It's in a bottle and it's in a powder form. And basically when they process it, they make sure that they don't apply too much heat and don't over process it. Because what can happen with supplements is when you apply too much heat, you know, you dry it down, all of that process on the conveyor belt actually kills the nutrients. It kills the cells that are beneficial to our body. So spirulina is an antifungal, antibacterial, anti-aging. Um, it's full of vitamins and minerals. 
and it is great to lower your cholesterol, help with metabolic health, all of those delicious things. So it's just sort of like a purifier in your body and it does that by delivering straight into your cells all of those delicious vitamins and minerals that your body needs. The last one is sea moss or Irish sea moss. Um, now, CMOS basically is an amazing form of iodine. Iodine is your thyroid's superfood. You need iodine for your thyroid to function. And your thyroid is basically in charge of looking after your hormones too. So that is something really important. Um, CMOS also helps protect your cells. And the biggest thing that it has in it is everybody always focuses on vitamins being the most important thing. I beg to differ that minerals have a more importance in our body. Vitamins and minerals are both important, but we really do don't focus on the minerals in our body, especially because now that our soils are depleting and things like that, that is where we are lacking in, in, in our foods. Um, so CMOS has 92 of the 110 minerals that are present in the body, which is amazing, right? CMOS is also an amazing thing to do if you're thinking of fasting. So fasting, I don't recommend if you are at a toxic level, if you do have a lot of toxicity in your body and you are living in a stressful environment, that would put your body under more stress. However, if you do things like intermittent fasting, which is amazing to get rid of toxins, so just breaking a couple of hours in between your meals um, and ensuring that you give that body, your body a rest to break down its stores first before you're adding more things in it for, for it to break down. CMOS is a great support of that. So if you do half a day fasting, 12-hour fasting, whatever it may be, if you're at a place where you can do longer fasts, amazing. I would highly recommend to take CMOS while you do fast so that you are still giving your body the minerals it needs in order to break down your stores. Now, in terms of other forms of support, number one, I know we talk about it so many times in so many different forums and it probably goes unnoticed, but it is sleep, ensuring that you're getting adequate sleep every night so that your body does have a chance to rest and restore. Um, the other one is drinking enough water. For an average person, two liters is usually enough, but if uh, forgot. I can't remember exactly what the ratio is in between in between how many grams you are and how much liters you should be having. Um, but anyone who say, for instance, is let's say if you go over the eighty five kilos, you are looking in that three liter range of water consumption. So you actually have to drink enough water as per your body weight so that it is taking enough um, to flush out all your toxins. The other thing that is absolutely amazing for relaxation and for detoxifying is infrared saunas. I personally absolutely love them. I try and go at least once a month minimum. But saunas are great because it actually heats your body from the inside out. So when it heats your body, it allows it to release some of the toxins and sweat them out. Be careful with saunas. If you are at a high toxic level, don't go too hot, don't go too long um, and ensure that you are getting all those minerals back into your body and drinking enough water. Otherwise, it can make you feel really, really sick. Okay, so what can we do in our bodies to help eliminate all of this chemical stress or at least reduce it, right? So the first thing is a word of caution that if you think of toxins, they can just make you as sick, if not more sick, leaving your body than when they come into your body. So what happens is 
um, when your body is working through all of these toxins and breaking up the toxins from the nutrients, if you don't have enough nutrients in your body for it to work through and I guess eliminate the toxins, it will store it in your body. And nine times out of 10, this is stored in your fat cells. So it stores it in there. Um, that can become present in your skin. It looks like cellulite or it is cellulite. It shows that there are a lot of toxins in your fat stores. Um, and what's going to happen is once you start giving your body enough nutrients and you support your system, it will then start taking it from there and breaking it up. If you do feel that you have a very heavy metal toxicity, my word of advice is to go and see a naturopath or an Ayurvedic practitioner, someone that can really help remove the heavy metals nice and slowly without causing more damage to your body. So basically, if we look at what we can do in two, uh, I guess, two ways, the first one is elimination and the second one is support. So when we look at elimination, we want to get rid of all the chemicals that we're putting in our body. Um, now this, if you've never looked at it before, it can be really overwhelming. So let's just start. Firstly, the water that you drink. Fluoride is present in a lot of tap waters that's so detrimental to your health, as well as having, um, you know, metals from the pipes and things like that. So getting a nice spring water, looking at the process of where you get it from. Um, one of the waters that I rave about is called a purea. Purea water you can get from Woolworths, from Coles. Um, and that's got none of the fluoride or the toxins in it. It's natural spring water. And that is something that you can start doing to support your bodies, just making sure that you drink and use that type of water. Um, the second thing is looking at your toothpaste and deodorants. So toothpaste has fluoride in it and a lot of chemicals. It's crazy. There's usually a warning sign on toothpaste, even, you know, Colgate children's one to say that you should not be swallowing the toothpaste and if you do you need to actually contact a poisons center and a poisons number so think of a, ch a child that's trying to brush their teeth for the first time right they're not always going to know not to swallow it it's just kind of inevitable um, but on the packet it warns that if you do you should be causing the poison center. So looking for a natural toothpaste, Woolworths, Coles, all major supermarkets have them. There's brands like Grant's, um, all those types of brands that are just natural types. They've usually got like eucalyptus and things like that in them um, that are great to, to clean your teeth, but not adding in extra fluoride. The other thing with deodorant and changing to a natural deodorant should be the most first and foremost thing that you do if you haven't already, because what's actually happening is the area that you put on the deodorant is um, over one of your lymph nodes, one of your biggest lymph node glands. And that's something that regulates your body and keeps you healthy. So that's getting straight away absorbed on top of those glands. Um, so once again, natural deodorants can be found in a lot of different places. Um, the other thing is to eliminate in terms of elimination is to look at your skin products. So look at the creams you're putting on your face, um, how you're washing your face and your body, body wash, all of those sorts of things. Um, the next one is perfume. Perfume is hard because we like to smell nice, right? It's part of human capacity to want to smell nice and feel good. Um, there are a lot of natural oil-based perfumes out there that you can use. My um, biggest word of advice Obviously, if you've just bought a new Chanel, you're not going to chuck it out because it's toxic because you've spent so much money on it, but ensure that you are just putting it if you need to really use it on your clothes. Don't actually spray it directly on your skin. 
And the next one is to look at foods. Um, So we can all start this from today onwards, making sure you're eating fresh produce, mainly plant-based. And what I mean by mainly plant-based is just going back to simple basics. Every meal that you have, ensure that you have your clean protein, you have your good fats, and at least half of your plate or half of whatever you're eating is those plant-based veggies. So you've got your leafy greens, you know, eating the rainbow type of thing, making sure that you're you're consuming half of your meals is vegetables and consuming a lot of nice fresh fruit fruit that is in season, making sure that you only eat fruits that are in season. So that's where you can start from today onwards in terms of elimination. The next one is support. So what we want to do is support our bodies. As we've mentioned, they are 24-7 constantly detoxing. It's a part of our our body's biology Um, so what we want to do is give them enough minerals vitamins and nutrients so that they have the power and the support on all your organs to start breaking up those toxins one of the ways of doing that is in regards to supplements now i am a big believer in supplements but i am also a big believer that supplements should not be a forever thing if you are having to take supplements for a long time let's say for instance you're taking iron non-stop then there is an underlying root cause of why your body isn't you know absorbing the iron and storing the iron correctly And this is something that should be looked at. So I'm going to talk about my top three supplements that I use all year round. Um, Not all the time, but when I know that I need a little bit of a detox or my body needs that extra support. So the first one is chlorophyll. Um, Chlorophyll has become a TikTok craze. So it should. Chlorophyll is amazing. Um, So chlorophyll helps with the blood building in your body. It helps with skin healing. Now, the way that it helps and supports your body is it reduces the production of gas and toxin in your digestive tract. So it sort of does like a barrier and a clean in your digestive tract. And that ultimately is going to protect your liver. So when you look at skin irritations and and if you're getting dullness of skin or you're getting pimples or redness, that is usually a really good indication of your liver. um, That that's not functioning at its optimal levels and chlorophyll can really help that. It really helps your blood. The other one that I absolutely love and taken for years is spirulina. Spirulina, if you can buy it in its most natural form that hasn't been overproduced. um, One of the ways that I do that is there's a natural health shop and I get it's a Hawaiian brand. It's in a bottle and it's in a powder form. And basically when they process it, they make sure that they don't apply too much heat and don't over process it because what can happen with supplements is when you apply too much heat you know you dry it down all of that process on the conveyor belt actually kills the nutrients it kills the cells that are beneficial to our body so spirulina is an antifungal antibacterial anti-aging it's full of vitamins and minerals and it is great to lower your cholesterol, help with metabolic health, all of those delicious things. So it's just sort of like a purifier in your body. And it does that by delivering straight into your cells all of those delicious vitamins and minerals that your body needs. The last one is sea moss or Irish sea moss. Um, now, CMOS basically is an amazing form of iodine. Iodine is your thyroid's superfood. You need iodine for your thyroid to function. And your thyroid is basically in charge of looking after your hormones too. So that is something really important. Um, CMOS also helps protect your cells. 
And the biggest thing that it has in it is everybody always focuses on vitamins being the most important thing. I beg to differ that minerals have a more importance in our body. Vitamins and minerals are both important, but we really do don't focus on the minerals in our body, especially because now that our soils are depleting and things like that, that is where we are lacking in, in, in our foods. Um, so CMOS has 92 of the 110 minerals that are present in the body, which is amazing, right? CMOS is also an amazing thing to do if you're thinking of fasting. So fasting, I don't recommend if you are at a toxic level, if you do have a lot of toxicity in your body and you are living in a stressful environment, that would put your body under more stress. However, if you do things like intermittent fasting, which is amazing to get rid of toxins, so just breaking a couple of hours in between your meals um, and ensuring that you give that body, your body a rest to break down its stores first before you're adding more things in it for, for it to break down. CMOS is a great support of that. So if you do half a day fasting, 12 hour fasting, whatever it may be, if you're at a place where you can do longer fasts, amazing. I would highly recommend to take CMOS while you do fast so that you are still giving your body the minerals it needs in order to break down your stores. Now, in terms of other forms of support, number one, I know we talk about it so many times in so many different forums and it probably goes unnoticed, but it is sleep. Ensuring that you're getting adequate sleep every night so that your body does have a chance to rest and restore. Um, the other one is drinking enough water. For an average person, two liters is usually enough, but if uh, forgot. I can't remember exactly what the ratio is in between in between how many grams you are and how much liters you should be having. Um, but anyone who say, for instance, is let's say if you go over the eighty-five kilos, you are looking in that three-liter range of water consumption. So you actually have to drink enough water as per your body weight, so that it is taking enough um, to flush out all your toxins. The other thing that is absolutely amazing for relaxation and for detoxifying is infrared saunas. I personally absolutely love them. I try and go at least once a month a minimum. But saunas are great because it actually heats your body from the inside out. So when it heats your body, it allows it to release some of the toxins and sweat them out. Be careful with saunas. If you are at a high toxic level, don't go too hot, don't go too long um, and ensure that you are getting all those minerals back into your body and drinking enough water. Otherwise, it can make you feel really, really sick. But that is what I have for you today in regards to chemical stress. I hope that I have taught you something by sharing this with you. I hope that I have inspired you to make just little changes in your everyday. Um, if you have any questions or you want to know more or feedback, please reach out to me. And once again, I thank you so much for tuning in and giving me some of your day to listen. And coming up, we will cross over to those other two types of stresses, to the physical stress and emotional stress, and explore ways that we can help our body with those. Thank you for listening. Stay safe.